Hello, and welcome to This Thing Called Life, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories about acts of giving, kindness, compassion, and humanity. Your host, Andy Johnson, will introduce you to powerful stories about organ, eye, and tissue donation from individuals, families, and healthcare teams whose experiences will inspire you and remind you that while life is hard, unpredictable, and imperfect, it's also beautiful. We are so happy you're here. Now, let's join the show. Welcome to this thing called life. I'm your host, Andy Johnson, and thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you are well. We have a great guest with us today, and I'm so excited for you to hear her story and just learn more about her. I want to remind you that our nation is in the midst of an organ shortage, and in order to minimize that, we need to step up. We need to register to be donors. The time is now to get the facts and move past the misinformation and untruths that have existed for years and have been passed through generations of families. The reality is that people are dying because of it. People of all races, of all faiths, and of all socioeconomic levels. Visit lifepassiton.org to get the correct information. Listen to our past episodes, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts, and also at lifepassiton.org. There are stories that will inform, encourage, and empower you. Understanding what is true will help save lives. Operating from facts, not fear, will save lives. And you know what? You never know. It could be you or someone you love in need of being saved or healed, and a transplant is the only option. So please get the information. I also want to remind everyone that June is Pride Month, and this is another opportunity just to get more education and information about donation as it pertains to the LBGTQIA community. So we just want to continue to encourage people to visit our website at lifepassiton.org and get that information. So with that, please help me welcome Miss Audrey Holtzman. Audrey, I'm so glad that you could be on the show with us today. Welcome. Thank you, Andy. It's great being here. Thank you. So... First off, you are with Life Center, and how long have you been with Life Center? So I've been with Life Center two years now, just celebrating my second anniversary. Woo woo. Yay, happy anniversary. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, what do you do? So I am the um, Community Outreach and Education Associate here at Life Center. I know that's like a whole mouthful. Yes, that is. But in like a little <laughs> snippet, what does that mean? So I do outreach in our uh, service area mm -hmm. as well as education. So with our high schools that are also within our service area. So I am... I'm teaching our kids all about organ, eye, and tissue donation because they are getting ready to get their driver's license, and that's where they make the decision if they are going to register as um, a donor or not. And so we would like them to have the correct information so that they can make an informed decision. Absolutely. So you, you came to Life Center. You have... Um, just a wealth of experience in community engagement and have worked really in the field of education most of your career. Is that correct? Yes. 
Okay. And I used to say I don't like kids, but, <laughs> but you have four. But I have them. four. I have four kids, and I've always worked in education, so I guess I really do like kids. <laughs> well, it seems like the. I mean, just in getting to know you, that you enjoy mentoring kids. I do. I do. So and why was, why is that? Um, I just really i i I really feel like I want to empower. Um, young people just to be the best that they can be um, because I, I I had a mentor growing up and I think I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her and so and I've had several mentors I still have several mentors and so I just it, it's kind of my way of giving back you know so however way I can yeah. impart the, the little knowledge that I have um, on others I, I feel like it's it's important so well, you have a lot of knowledge. You have a lot of life experience. Um, what One of the things that I find really interesting about you is that you were not born here in America. Can you share yes. just your journey? Yeah. So I was originally born in Liberia, West Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up there. Came here at the age of 13. Okay. Um, we were actually, so my, my mom, sister, and brother were actually here on summer vacation um, and the civil war broke out in Liberia. And so my dad and my oldest brother who were still back in Liberia um, pretty much told us not to go back. Right. And so uh, we ended up staying staying here in Cincinnati. I know people ask me all the time, so why Cincinnati? I was like, well, that's because that's where we were visiting. (laughs) So we just, we ended up staying. My my aunt enrolled us into um, high school. And so I ended up, uh, started out at Schwab um, Junior High because I was in the eighth grade. My sister was in the seventh grade and then ended up going to Aiken High School. Um, and that's where I graduated. From wow. School, so, yeah. That's quite a story. Yes. Yes. And so when did you receive your citizenship? So I actually did not. I held out. I held out for the longest. Why um, is that? <laughs> because I always felt like giving up my Liberian citizenship would be giving up a part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of why I held out. I held out until 2016 was when wow. um, I actually got my citizenship. And I was like the last one out of my family um, <laughs> to actually go through that whole process and get my citizenship. So my parents uh, actually went, they got their citizenship way before yeah. any of us kids. And so, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's just... You know, it's just not the, you know, traditional Cincinnati story, right? Of, you know, and so I just, I, I just think that's just, that's just really interesting. Yes. So prior to joining Life Center, what were your feelings about organ, eye, and tissue donation? So I was, I was actually a registered donor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I still am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when they asked me that question, I just, you know, I was like. Sure. Why not? I mean, I I had no idea um, about it when they asked that question. I just thought it was something good to do. And so Mm -hmm. I said yes. And so I was actually introduced to it through my brother who Mm -hmm. it'll be 10 years now was my brother was hit and killed by a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually training. So he was out riding his bike mm-hmm. and he was hit 
suffered severe brain injury. And I remember, you know, getting the phone call. It was like midnight. And coincidentally, actually, I, I, I can't even say coincidentally, but because I, I believe everything happens, you know, yes. for a reason, the way it happens. Yes. Um, my family and I had just spent that weekend with him. I had gone up that Saturday. I drove up to, my brother lived in Wisconsin. So I drove up to Wisconsin Wow. Um, that Saturday, spent the day with him and drove back the same day because mm-hmm. I had to coach a soccer game the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost didn't go. Like, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to drive up there. Right, right. Because um, I knew I had to, you know, I was going to go up and drive back. Right. But something in me, like my spirit was just not settled. And it was like, Mm. you have to go. So I did. Um, And then my sister and her husband, they were there, but they stayed. um, They came back home on Sunday. My mom and dad was also there. And they flew back to California where they lived that Sunday evening. And I had gone to bed and I remember the phone ringing Um, And it was like midnight and I was like, something's wrong, like Mm -hmm. something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was my mom and she's screaming on the other end and all she, she's like, and she kept saying, Henry, Henry. And I was like, what's wrong with Henry? And so I called um, his Mm ex-wife and was like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And she told us, and she's like, you guys need to come. And I was like, well, can we wait till Mm -hmm. in the morning? Um, Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, you need to come now. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister and I, you know, not thinking anything because she, you know, she's Mm -hmm. like, he's been hurt in an accident. He's on life support. You guys need to come up. So we we just jumped in a car and drove up there. We had, we didn't even pack any clothes or anything. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. literally jumped in a car and we drove up to Wisconsin. And when we got there, you know, the, he was in the, his, the hospital room, and he was in ICU. He was on life support. And that's when we found out that he, my sister-in-law actually um, told us, you know, she's like, you know, he's a registered donor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, that's cool. So, I mean, I didn't even think anything of it. Um, Cause I didn't even know like what that whole process was. Right. Right. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. And she said, well, so they're, they're probably going to just keep him on life support until they can, you know, uh, do the recovery of his organs. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, okay. So, so then, um, we waited, they kept him on life support until my mom was able to get a flight from California Mm -hmm. to come in. And Mm -hmm. I remember my mom walking into the hospital room and just screaming. I mean, she, (laughs) yeah. So it was, and we were just really trying to comfort her because, yeah. you know, my sister and I had actually like spent that time, with, you know, we had our time with him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then after my mom got there, uh, I remember a young lady then taking us um, and she was with the the Wisconsin. Um, it was a tissue bank at the time. OK. And so taking us in a private room mm-hmm. um, and she was asking you know, she was asking my mom pretty much permission for for them to recover my brother's organs. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, he's registered. Like, that's, right. You know, that was his decision. That was his decision. Um, you know, so I, I don't. Right. And my mom not understanding what that was. And then, you know, of course, with her being 
a first generation immigrant um, that, you know, we never talked about that. Like we never. So that was, that was going to be my next question. So yeah. that, that was never a point of conversation in no. your, your household growing up. Nope. And do you think it was because like maybe from a cultural perspective, mm-hmm. that's not something that your mom and father believed in? Yes. Or? Yeah. Both cultural and I'm um, religious. So okay. they both believe like you're, you're supposed to take everything with you when you right. die. And then it just wasn't something that like growing up in Liberia, we, there was no such thing as, you know, right. transplants or organ donation right. um, or anything like that happening. And still that doesn't happen in Liberia. I mean, if, really? if you needed a transplant, you would have to go to either um, one of the neighboring countries. So like Ghana or okay. Nigeria, um, because Liberia is still very underdeveloped. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't so that. yeah. So something like that would not. Okay happen there so oh, wow. um and so it just it's it's just not a, a topic it's not a topic of conversation yeah. so so yes and you know I remember, so when the young lady asked my mom you know my mom was like no <laughs> she's like no no you're not taking anything from him and so you know the girl was you know the young lady was you could tell she was disturbed like what do I do now like kind rattled. of <laughs> like rattled so, <laughs> so we actually we asked her to leave the room um so that we could like my sister and I could have the conversation with my mom mm-hmm. um and so we explained to my mom like that whole process um and how you know we were like those Henry made that decision right um we can't like we need to honor his decision mm-hmm. um and just knowing the person that he was, it, it there's no way we could not honor that. Right. Um, I mean, the, the boy used to leave, he'll leave like a whole bowl of candy, you know, for <laughs> Halloween <laughs> on his front porch. And, and he put a sign and to say, do what Jesus would do. And like <laughs> five minutes later, because he would come over to, he used to live around the corner from me. So he would come over to my house. Um, <laughs> with his two boys, he had to trick or treat and stuff, and he'd leave the candy on his front porch. And by the time he got home, the, all the candy would be gone. Oh. Um, but he just had that very giving spirit, yeah. Um, yeah. you know. So, so what? What? What's your fondest memory of of Henry? Wow, he. <laughs> so he would. He would. Henry would. He he was an introvert, like. I, you know, like I am, but are you an introvert? Oh yeah. I'm an introvert. That's so interesting. I'm a, I'm a, I think you're like a split. I'm kind (laughs) of a split too. I'm an introvert living in an extroverted world. Yes. So I've had to adapt. I really, I mean, yes, I completely can. I can Mm -hmm. relate to that a thousand percent. (laughs) Yeah. And so he, and Henry was a teacher. So he and I were, um, our personalities were very, like I always, said he was the male version of me and who's older so i'm i'm older okay um four years older than he okay was yeah and then yeah so we my fondest memory of him was just the way that he interacted with his boys Mm -hmm. um and with just he loved kids like he loved being a teacher Mm -hmm. um you know kind of like you know i was like well i guess yeah i do kind of like kids like henry did but he taught calculus and algebra which I was like who teaches that right um, oh that's but impressive. his students loved him because yeah. he would work with them until it clicked like, for them because you know the, 
calculus. Cal- no. I actually love calculus, but algebra was just not my thing. Um, I'm but scared he took of the, them both. Right. <laughs> he, he did. He really took the time to um, to make sure that they got it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and he he would empower them kind of mm-hmm. like the, the, the things that, you know, that I do now with mm-hmm. young people. So I just I, I see I saw that with him and the way he interacted with my kids. Like he was the favorite uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was the fun. Uncle. He was the fun uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what sports did he play? He's so, an athlete. Yeah. So he, he um he ran cross country. Okay. Um and he so he ran for the Wisconsin running team. Oh wow. And then qualified for the US running team. And he actually won back in two thousand and nine. He was he won the 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 he was the winner for the the race for the US um running team. Oh wow. Um That's yeah. So cool. Yeah. So he would and I mean, he would go running whenever, when he moved to Wisconsin, whenever he would come visit, he and his family would come every Christmas and spend Christmas with, with us. They stayed in Wisconsin for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with his in-laws, but they always came and spent um, Christmas with us. And he'd go running and he's like, you want to come running with me? And I'd be like, yeah, how many miles? And he's like, 10. I'm like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> I can I'll, do about two. I'll catch you when you come back. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, but that was just, I mean, he loved, loved, loved running. That oh, was, wow. and, you know, coincidentally, his youngest um, boy, who's actually, his name is Henry too. Mm-hmm. Same way, okay. loves running um, cross country. He's wow. like, I just, I wish, he's like, I hope I can be as good as my dad. Um, so I'm like, you will. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just keep working at yeah. it. So, yeah. So during your time working in this field, what, and, and just being, um, just really immersed in the community and talking with people about donation, um, particularly in communities of color and, and maybe areas where socioeconomics aren't but just people are poor mm-hmm. we're dealing. Mm-hmm. We're working with um, people who are poor and underserved. And what has stood out to you in terms of just talking to them about donation? Yeah. So a lot of it, um, it really is misinformation mm-hmm. and lack of information. Mm-hmm. Um, people just, that's donation is just not a topic that people talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and which really makes my job in the high schools crucial because that's a conversation that I think our communities really need to be having mm-hmm. um, because you can help so many people. I, you know, with Henry, he was able to save eight people's lives. All eight of his organs were able to be donated. Wow. Um, and he actually set the record in the state of Wisconsin for being the, 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 a, the donor to donate the most, um, the most organs. Um, when he passed away. And so was he a tissue donor? He was also a tissue donor. Yes. Um, So he would, yeah. So he was able to, you know, touch other people's lives by being a tissue donor as well. And there, you know, you can help over a hundred people by being an organ and tissue donor. So why wouldn't you is what I always say. And most times, you know, when I, when I explain to the kids in the high schools, they always say to me, so why wouldn't you do it? Right. right? right. And 
you know, I say to them, it, it is a personal choice. It is. Um, mm-hmm. I said, but I really feel like people need to have the information, the mm-hmm. correct information. Um, and people need to have those conversations yes. um, about what donation is. And so yes. I think it the fear, because people are naturally afraid of what they don't know. Right. And so I, I feel like the more conversations that we're having mm-hmm. um, about donation, the whole, the process of donation, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think people will be more willing, mm-hmm. you know, to say yes when right. they go get their driver's license um, to register as an organized tissue donor, um, because you can help so many people. And, right. you know, it, especially in the community or communities of color mm-hmm. where, you know, a lot of us are waiting, right. you know, for organs on the other, you know, on the right. other side. And so, um, it just, it doesn't make sense <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're waiting and, but we're not willing to, right. To register as donors. Right. Um, so, or even, you know, when we talk about living donation, right. Um, so it, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother topic, but, um, yeah, yeah people are, they're just afraid because they don't know. It's, the, a, it's being afraid mm-hmm. of the unknown. Of the unknown. Yes. So. Wow. And so with your mom, how do you think this experience with, with Henry, what do you think she feels about donation now? Yeah. So she um, is, it's funny because my mom actually was just here visiting mm-hmm. um, and I heard her talking on the phone to a friend of hers and she was telling uh, you know, this friend, like, yeah, you know, Henry was a, he was a donor. And she said, and I remember going to, um, it was a, what we do here as our donor remembers um, ceremony. She went to the one in Wisconsin for him. Uh-huh. And she said how touching that was right. for her, just how they honored the gifts that Henry was able to give. Um, and she, I took her one of our, um, her boxes um, oh, good. And so she has the, you know, the medal yeah. um, that says he was a donor. And then she was able to, she, the um, Henry had locks. And so uh-huh. they, um, the hospital had cut off oh, um, some yeah. of his locks okay. um, and put it. So she put that in the box and then like little, tr- you know, trinkets, his, mm-hmm. um, all his, uh, his rings from when he ran, mm-hmm. um, she put those in the box and, but yeah, she talks about it now. Like, and I was like, remember when you were like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. but it really was, you know, she's a true testament to how, yeah. you know, yeah. when you don't know and when, when you're in that situation, it, it's, it's very traumatizing for the family. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I think we do a great job here at Life Center um, to really walk our families through that whole process, even though they are, they're grieving. Um, and so I, I, you know, it just, it's. I think too, I, and I just, you touched on this earlier when you said it was something that your family had never discussed. Um, and it's until like, until it happens to you, why would you, unless, you know, you see something on TV that might spark a conversation, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think it's just so important um, to have those conversations with our family members so that if something were to happen, something sudden, like what happened with, with Henry, mm-hmm. the family knows. Yes. They know. Um, and it just, 
it, I think it cuts out some of the chaos and just stress that's already happening. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think you're exactly right. And so it's, it's great that your mom had you and your sister there to kind of help kind of calm her and, and just, um, you know, kind of temper the situation and really just move forward and, and honor and honor Henry and his decision, Yeah, which is awesome. And, yeah. and as a result, he was able to save and heal so many lives. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know that was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. you said, you know, everything you feel like happens for a reason. Do you think this was kind of you you landed here at Life Center <laughs> as a result of that? Yes, yes. So yeah, it, it everything does happen for a reason because yeah. here I am at Life Center, <laughs> right? Um talking to people about donation. Um and you know, really it was because Life Center did, you know, a, a Henry was, well, I was one of the calendar participants a mm-hmm. um, few years ago. Um, and so when I saw the the opportunity um, mm-hmm. to work here, I was like, oh, I know that place. Yeah. I know what they do. Um, <laughs> I know community engagement. Yes. And I've worked in um, high schools. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was a natural fit. It, yep. it just, and, you know, gives me the opportunity to really share Henry's story mm-hmm. Um and it's funny because some of the teachers that I've worked with, you know, multiple times when I sometimes I run out of time to actually share the story and are like, well, you got to share his story. Like, you got to tell oh, your brother's yeah. story. And so um, so they expect that from me now. Um, but yeah, so it, it is it is it's it's healing. Um, it's very comforting for me mm-hmm. um, to be able to share his story with others and and really you know, give them the knowledge about what yeah. donation is and, and how, you know, something so um, tragic can turn into something so beautiful. And so, right. Um, right. Yeah. So you also work with our different faith communities. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, you ask some of the things that I hear, you know, out mm-hmm. in the community that keep people from, register and as donors and and I do hear sometimes people will say well it's against my religion right Mm -hmm. um and so I actually I like to do some CSI stuff (laughs) (laughs) so so I wanted to know like because I had never I never heard that like like, what does that mean mean? like what exactly it does that mean is that really against your religion right um and so I uh last year pulled together eight um, faith leaders from eight different faith backgrounds. Which and were... um, so from the Sikh community, the Muslim community, Baptists, from Catholic, Episcopalian, and Assemblies of God. And um, Jewish. And Jewish, yes. the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. And so um, just really sat down and had conversations with them mm-hmm. about what each of their faith believed about donation. Um, and not a single one of them said to me, no, we don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, every one of them said, because our religion views um, uh, like the, in a life gift, you know, mm-hmm. as a gift, it is not against 
our religion. Um, there are some things, some stipulations that mm-hmm. people kind of get that twisted. They mm-hmm. hear that one piece of it and they're like, well, it's, it's against our religion. Right. You know, like the in the Muslim community, for example, um, where the body has to be buried, you know, within a certain right. time frame. But what a lot of people don't know is life centered. We do everything to honor that right. um, so that their, their loved one can be buried um, in the, re- the time frame that they need. Um, or if uh, a specific organ is um, you can't transplant it, we do everything to honor that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just clarifying all of that mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it really, I was like, okay, good. So no, there's no religion that says mm-hmm. um, organ donation is something right. that they should not be doing. Right. And so it, it was really um, eye-opening for me to, to find out um, and kind of, you know, backing up what I'm saying to people in the community too, right, um, right, you know, yeah. cause you know, if, if I'm telling them, you know, yeah. most major religion support donation now I have the facts to, exactly. to back it up. So exactly. Yeah. So is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, um, I, you know, I, I can't stress enough the importance of, like you said, having that conversation with your family about, yes. you know, your decision um, as far as donation goes. It is the same thing as like your last wishes, you mm-hmm. know, you, you, you talk about like what you want how you want to be buried. You want, you talk about right. what you once said at your funeral. Right. Um, and so that conversation about donations should be right along with those. Right. Um, letting your family know, because it is an end of life for the most part is an end of life yes. decision. And so, um, so yes, yeah, so that should be part of that, that conversation too. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And really just getting the facts because there's so much bad information out there and just so much that people, they just cling on to these stories <laughs> that, you know, that aren't true. Right. And right. If people really just took a moment to, to um, really look at the information and, and really kind of think clearly about mm-hmm. what this truly mm-hmm. means. I think that could maybe um, remove the apprehension about being able to do something so beautiful yes. like Henry did. Yeah. You know, so, so I want to thank you for taking the time just to chat and share more about what you do here at Life Center. Um, it, it's important, I believe, um, you know, we use this podcast as a platform to educate people about organ, eye, and tissue donation. But I think it's equally important to highlight the people within the organ procurement organizations that are doing the work and doing the outreach. And um, um, there's just, there's so much that goes on. And so if we get an opportunity to to talk with you and talk with others, I think it's just, it's, it's a really nice um, chance for people just to learn more about what all of this truly means. So, mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank you for being here. Yes. My pleasure. So I always ask like a question just so people can get to know my guests a little better. You're Brene Brown rapid fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there's only one Brene Brown. (laughs) So so what's your favorite place to visit? Oh, wow. Um, 
Well, my favorite thing to do is travel. I know. <laughs> so, You're a world traveler. Right? By far, my favorite place is the south of France. Ooh. Yes. Is so, that like Cannes? So that's Cannes. That's Monaco. Mm. Monaco, as they say um, there. Um, Monaco. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. The French Riviera. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite place nice. to visit. Yes. Well, maybe one day I'll get to see those beautiful <laughs> places. But for now, I'm right here in Cincinnati, <laughs> <Right>. Ohio. <laughs> so, Audrey, again, thank you so much for being here. So as we close out today's show, I want to take a moment, remind you, as I do each show, that there are 107,505 men, women, and children in need of life-saving organ transplants. And every day, 22 people die waiting. And so here's how you can help. You can register to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You can learn more about being a living kidney donor because the vast majority of the people waiting, almost 91,000 of those people are waiting for a life-saving kidney transplant. And I also just want to say um, we lost one of those individuals a couple of days ago, uh, Taisha Southhawk Wilder, uh, who had done a lot of just advocating um, about the importance of kidney donation um, as she was waiting for a kidney, uh, lost her battle. And um, I just want to express our condolences to her husband and their entire family and um, also just express gratitude for Um, her sharing her journey. Um, It was a difficult journey and she fought with everything she had. And um, we were just blessed to be able to um, spend time with her, um, help tell her story, um, as I know it will impact other people. And it did. And so again, just want to express our condolences um, to the Wilder family. So with that, I want to thank everyone for listening and ask you to please be kind to yourself and to others. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Life Center. You have the potential to help save and enhance the lives of others, those who suffer from chronic illness or the effects of traumatic events. Statistics have shown that a new name is added to the national waiting list every 10 minutes. You have the opportunity to help others and save lives. You have the power to donate life. By designating your decision to become a donor, you have the opportunity to change the lives of many and save up to eight lives. Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana say yes to donation by registering to become an organ, eye, or tissue donor today. Go to lifepassiton.org for more information. Thanks to LifeSetter for their continued support. Thank you for listening to This Thing Called Life. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast to make sure you get updates on all new episodes. And we would truly appreciate it if you would share, like, or give us a review to help us grow.